Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. This broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your prepared partner for world-class corporate training and your superstition Joy 99.7 FM. Springboard is proudly sponsored by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, and our investment partner, Omega Capital. We are also privileged to enjoy media support from the Business and Financial Times and the Graphic Business with Technology Backing from Dream Oval. My name is Albert Okran. I'm here with my virtual academic board comprising the Registrar Comfort along with Matthew Amos and insurer. From now till you graduate at 8 p.m., get ready because your personal value will shoot up. Tonight, if you are about to start a business or know someone who's an entrepreneur and needs guidance, you are probably at the right place at the right time. Keep your dial locked here because we are starting a journey that could trigger a significant growth in your business, your life, and your career. Springboard connects a virtual network of CEOs, business executives, and corporate decision makers every Sunday evening on a journey of personal improvement. Our quest is to equip a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. As we begin the new month of May, we want to begin an extensive series on entrepreneurship and business growth. We would highlight how entrepreneurs are changing the fortunes of nations across the world. Entrepreneurship is one of the key drivers of strong economies. It plays a major role in nation building while providing employment and solutions to societal problems. Over the next weeks, our resource persons who will be typically entrepreneurs, consultants and business practitioners will examine issues like how to generate ideas and turn them into viable businesses, cash flow, sales and marketing, human resource technology, social media for business, among others. We are confident that our treasured listeners will distill some relevant thoughts to help you grow your own business. Tonight, we want to get ourselves underway with an overview of entrepreneurship. Who really is an entrepreneur and what is it all about? We'll examine the need for entrepreneurs and some of the major challenges that entrepreneurs face with particular reference to the Ghanaian context. We'll talk about some very critical things that are happening in Ghana and whether they are conducive to entrepreneurship or not. My two resource persons will help us distill those thoughts. But before we move into our business for the day, let me remind you of our five commitments for the year 2015. The first one was to read a good book a month. And I'm currently reading the book, What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. Very, very interesting book by Laura Vandekam. You would like it. Find it online and read it. What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. I don't know what you're reading, but you should be on your fifth book at least. I'll find out for my guests what books they are reading and whether they have done five so far this year. If not, we'll send them back to school. The second one is to attend personal development interventions. And I'm reminding you that this is the final boarding call for the public speaking and corporate presentation skills uh, training on Friday and on Saturday. Some people call it the Speak Like a Pro session. So it is Friday evening and Saturday the whole day. This coming Friday from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday from morning till evening. It's for top leaders, leaders in various fields, whether you are 
um, in, in the corporate field, whether you're in, doing your own business or you are a rising manager or star somewhere, and you want to you want to sharpen your skills, you want to just hang out with other leaders who are doing well, but want to particularly work on their speaking and presentation skills. What I love about this is that if you read the the endorsements that have been published in social media and in, and in the press, you will find real life top CEOs who came into these sessions and within a short time were able to begin speaking publicly. It's just an instant session. You will see yourself begin to speak without any challenge and everyone gets to make a presentation and you will learn from it and there will also be collective and group work. So that is the session for this Saturday, this Friday and Saturday at the Knowledge Center at East Legon. Just sign up to it. I'm going to give you some more details as we go along. The third commitment is to sign up to the SMS Academy. And by now, I presume you would have signed up already. The month of May is devoted to ideas. Ideas. How to generate them. How to polish them. How to select those which work. How to connect people to your ideas. How to raise money with your ideas. And how to take it all the way to the global stage. Today is number three. Day number three in the month of May. And today we are talking about what atmosphere generates ideas best for you some people generate ideas while they are reading others are most creative while they are meditating relaxing or even praying appreciate how your ideas flow and that is the most important thing how do your own ideas flow you must know so that you create the right environment for your ideas to flourish and to flow so that is a tip for today if you want to sign up to the sms academy it's very simple just send the word springboard to 1984 if you are a user of mtn or etl or send the word springboard to 1985 if you are on tigo or vodafone the good news is that you invest an amount of four cds 34 pesos for the whole month that is something you should be able to afford and it will take you all the way to the top and so that's for the Springboard SMS Academy. The fourth is to develop your own 20-year plan. And the fifth one is to build social equity. Talking of which, I want to thank all the CEOs and corporate leaders who came for the Springboard Foundation Private Partners Breakfast yesterday. We thank you so much for believing in this vision and supporting it as individuals. We are very honored. And so my guests for tonight, one is a lawyer, a policy analyst, an entrepreneur, and a lecturer. Kofi Bentel is the Vice President of Imani Ghana. He's here with us in the studio. And then Mabel Simpson is doing some amazing things, a burden fashion entrepreneur, using local raw materials to produce accessories for both the local and international markets. Let me bring my greetings to Kofi and Mabel. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Welcome to Springboard. Thank you. Right, sorry about that, that splash on volume. So... We'll be looking today at entrepreneurship and, and what it's all about. But let me just pay some props to our sponsors, get things set, and then we'll move on to our discussion for today. Um, from EcoBank, let me remind you about rapid transfer from EcoBank that allows you to send and receive money within minutes across Ghana and throughout Africa. Rapid transfer is fast, convenient, and reliable, and you can transfer as much as 30,000 Ghana CDs, and the funds arrive in the local currency with no charges to the person you're sending the money to. You don't need an EcoBank account to use rapid transfer. So if you want a fast and convenient way to send and receive money, choose EcoBank Rapid Transfer as your preferred money transfer partner. Just visit any of EcoBank 79 branches across Ghana or go to ecobank.com. 
terms and the conditions applied, and EcoBank is definitely the Pan-African Bank. There are three reasons why you must sign up to the Springboard Investment Club, managed by Omega Capital. The first one is if you are planning to raise an amount of a million in your lifetime as your investment target, the simple vision for you is to put away a minimum of 10 Ghana cities a month little by little learn from the ant and with that kind of approach you will grow your money till you cross the million mark the second thing is that you will receive investment coaching as a member of the club with 24-hour access to an, a personal investment advisor. It will teach you how to invest, where to invest, and how to identify investment opportunities. Several people across the country and beyond are taking advantage of this opportunity. The third one is the Omega Advantage and the fund manager will offer you top range investment services including fixed income investment, private equity, real estate, mutual funds, pension fund management and a lot more. Visit them at the Alberts in Kanda or call 030-273-4744 or the other number 026-277-4297. The Springboard Investment Club is the road to your first million. I'm going to take a brief commercial break. When I come back, let's talk about business and entrepreneurship. Please don't go away. Ah, there's an Ecobank ATM. Now, check this out. I'm going to get money out without a card. Gosh, how did you do that? Don't you know that now you can withdraw cash from either MTN Mobile Money or Etsa Money at any Ecobank ATM and you don't even need an ATM card? Wow, that's great. And Ecobank has over 200 ATMs across Ghana. It's so convenient. Plus, it's super easy and totally secure. Withdraw cash at any Ecobank ATM from your MTN Mobile Money and Etsa Money wallets. For more information, just call free on short code 3225 from Airtel, MTN and Vodafone lines or 0302 13999. That's normal charges. Terms and conditions apply. Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. By kind courtesy, the Springboard Foundation and Omega Capital, get ready to count your first million. Join the Springboard Investment Club, managed by Omega Capital, by investing at least 10 Ghana CDs every month or 120 CDs a year and watch your money grow to the millions in the long term. The Springboard Investment Club will groom you into how to invest, where to invest, how to identify investment opportunities, and a lot more with access to a personal investment advisor. Omega Capital also offers top-range investment services including fixed income investment, private equity, real estate, mutual funds, pension fund management, and a lot more. Call plus 233 302 734744 or 0246-390612. Visit www.omegacapital.com.gh or Welcome back, and this is the Entrepreneurship and Business Growth Series. It's going to run through this month and way beyond. We intend to take our time and break the subject apart. If you are in business, you are starting a business, or you know someone who wants to go into business, please send us your thoughts, your questions, anything that you would like my resource persons to speak to, and we're going to take our time and walk through them step by step. Don't miss any one of the series. Whatever happens, just make sure you are on point with the series all the way through till the end. We'll talk about everything from financing to human resource 
to to polishing your raw ideas to make them real business concepts. But today we want to start with what exactly is this whole thing of entrepreneurship and are we making progress on the entrepreneurial landscape in Ghana or not? My guests, Kofi Bentel and Mabel Simpson. Let's start with Kofi. Kofi, welcome once again to Springboard. Let's, talk about, let's, let's start with who an entrepreneur is and what is the relevance of entrepreneurship to nation building, if anything. Hmm. That's like um, a thesis. No, it, it's the compulsory question in the final exam. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to put that question out to my students, but it's a very important question. Um, it's loaded, but mm. for this uh, program, mm. let's put it this way. An entrepreneur is somebody who can see opportunity in chaos and problems and is able to combine factors within that environment or from without to solve those problems all right it's somebody who can see opportunity okay in chaos and in problems and is able to combine factors resources to solve that problem that definition takes care of the whole thing there are some people who can see only problems there are some who can see opportunities within the problems, but they can't do anything within it. They can tell somebody else. And then there are those who can also combine resources, but they don't know what to do with it. There are solutions looking for problems. There are problems looking for solutions. The entrepreneur is that one person who connects all of that. So the technical and the academic definitions are there, but they all come down to this. One or somebody who can see opportunity in chaos, in problems and combines resources to solve those problems usually they do that through the process of business creation so the solution of the problem the opportunity they see becomes what they build a business around the business becomes the vehicle with which they combine the resources to create that solution which they apply to the problem in the application of the solution to the problem they solve problems for which people pay them and they become rich. Right. I want to find out what drives what drives entrepreneurs in that that quest to find solutions. But you, you talk about three three things that I find very fascinating. First of all, problems and chaos, and then two, opportunity, and three, solutions using resources. To create solutions, let me test your hypothesis against <laughs> against my my young entrepreneur in the studio, uh, uh, Mabel. What problem did you see that led to the formation of MSIMS? Um, for me, um, I started MSIMS in 2010, and at that point, I think the question that I asked myself was: as Ghanaians or Africans, why didn't we believe in made in Ghana products? Because I know that back in the day, I mean, we had the Pania um, food, you know, company and um, we had the tomato factory and the Kumasi shoe factory. So what was happening? Why weren't people believing or patronizing made in Ghana products anymore? So I took it upon myself that, okay, what can I do? to change that perception or make people believe in made in Ghana products again. So would you call the, the situation that you saw chaotic? <laughs> <laughs> At least uh, I can see the problem and, and I can see also the desire to... Yeah, it, uh, maybe chaotic because uh, to change people's mindset about something, um, yes, I mean, it, it was tough. Right. So I decided to make handmade accessories 
I'd studied visual arts in high school and um, I was working in an, you know, in a corporate field, nothing to do with, you know, what I studied in school. Then I asked myself, what can I do? So instead of clothing, which, you know, people were doing, what else could I do? And I looked at the corporate environment and I said that, okay, people were going to work in their corporate outfit, usually blue, black outfit, nothing made in Ghana or nothing to show that they were Africans. But you'd go to Nigeria and you'd find the Nigerian man go to work in his Agbada. So why weren't we doing the same in Ghana? And I said, okay, it will be difficult, but I can start by making accessories, handbags. So where the corporate woman would go to work in a corporate outfit and still have a handbag made in Ghana with a little bit of ethnic print, not too much of it, because if you make it too much, then it would, you know, it wouldn't go down well with them. So that was, that was it. And yes, we, we, I started that way. So let's talk about the resource bit. So what, what, what resource did you use, apart from your mental resource, what you had learnt in school, visual arts and so on? Was it a challenge finding resources? It was and it is. It was and it is because, one, um, you need to be passionate to succeed in the creative environment. And um, if you don't have it, because, one, um, the perception about creative art we don't have it as a country. The creative arts is not well respected. And finding raw materials is also a problem. You don't, most of the raw materials that I use, about 80% of them you need to import them. We don't have leather here. And to find leather, good quality leather to make these products, it's, it's, it's a huge challenge. If you say you're going to um, order these products, raw materials yourself, it's going to come at a high cost. And um, I can't order a container load of leather to say I'm going to use them alone. I um, I don't even know where I'm going to find that money to do it. So raw materials is a challenge and um, we hope and wish that something would be done. So I've been here M Sims sandals. I can see black sandals. It, it, it looks more like something that would be for a bit informal with a tint of African fabric there, so the fabric is, is, is made in Ghana fabric? Yes, made in Ghana fabric. Right, and then the, the leather, imported? Imported leather. <laughs> so, so how much of this is made in Ghana? Is it the, the, the putting it together and the finishing? Yeah, putting it together, finishing, everything is made in Ghana. Right. Yes. Right, so the conceptualization and then the piecing it together, but some of the materials end up getting imported. Yes. Right. Um, let me come back to you, Mr. Bento. Uh, entrepreneurship, are we, are we, are we making strides? We, do we have more entrepreneurs now? than Because I recall that growing up there were some heavy-duty business owners who built significant entities, some of which did not outlive the first generation, but that's another, another discussion. Um, there's quite a number of imagine entrepreneurs an example being able that we have in here would you say that entrepreneurship as a culture has grown do we have more now are we making progress on on that on that landscape it's a dicey question because there's a yes and a no in the past we used to have few entrepreneurs but they had a lot of impact right. so you had the tatters okay i mean we had multinational class the frankly Addison's, the yes Buildings. And I like to tell our young people that, frankly, our recent history is not the best. Go way back to King Niboni. If you read about King Niboni, he had businesses in Europe and lawyers in Hamburg. And he was trading across the continents. 
right and this is way back in the 20s and whatever all right so our culture of entrepreneurship runs deep okay but the difference in those days and now is that they had impact and they were few okay but they were multinational class world class and it worked well now we have a lot okay people like may um, uh, mabel and co and in the past 20 years there's been an emphasis on entrepreneurship even at the educational level because our civil and public services clearly are not able to absorb people who are coming out so there's been this whole call for people to become job creators instead of job seekers and some of it has entered into the new generation and when they come out some of them look at opportunities around and whether they can you know start a business or do something for themselves but you can find that although they are a lot in number they struggle they struggle because we've had an intervening period and that coincided with the military you know um, regimes that we had where really entrepreneurship suffered very heavy blows in this country they were chased they were hunted down they were killed their businesses were you know messed about and we've not really recovered from that so you find that there's a lot of people venturing into business and entrepreneurship but they are struggling and suffering and not getting to the point where we used to be where we had world-class you know businesses and world-class entrepreneurs so in a sense we are making strides but in a sense also we've not been able to go back to where we used to be, you know, and I don't go back to just the Tatas and Addisons. I go back to Kinniboni. Right. Okay. Way back then, we had Ghanaian Wisconsin. Right. Okay. Could hire a ship, all right, and send people to meet the Queen, all right. And these were local entrepreneurs. Okay. So, so, so we have a history which is rich in terms of you know that kind of thing, and we haven't gotten back to it. So there's an increased awareness, but there's there's the lack of the depth that we used to have before. We haven't gotten the depth we used to have before right. internationally. So I can I can imagine that if the numbers that we have, the appetite that we have, the fact that somebody like Mabel out of university can have the boldness to walk out of a corporate job and 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 try to live her dreams. If we provided the right environment for them in a decade from now, we would have not just the numbers but also the depth that we are talking about. So I do believe so, absolutely believe so. The opportunities now are even better. Look, in the days of Nibon and Co, you had to get into a ship and spend a month on the sea right. to get to UK. To Today, you can go. get up in the morning and not have an idea of traveling to the UK, and by 12 midnight, you'll be in the UK if you decide to. Right. All right, so the opportunities are there. Um, there are many reasons why we have the problems we have but the question you ask as to if we can give them the enabling environment whether we can rise up to that class of entrepreneur we used to have absolutely yes and if you go into the analysis a lot you'll find out that in the days of Kinney Bonnie and Wilson Say and you know all those other people even all the way down to the Addisons and the Sions and Co it, it had a lot to do with the environment and that environment also had a lot to do with who was in leadership and what um, opportunities were created. Now, in terms of that also, you will find that it's not so much about what is done for them as against how you leave them alone. I'm trying to find the words to make it simple. But entrepreneurs will tell you that they really know what they want to do. Right. And for the most part, even though they require some help here and there, what they want is that you don't stand in their way. Right. If you can actually clear... Just, the just way leave for them, them alone. They have it already. Don't create problems for them. 
Okay, they would find a way to get what they want done. I mean, of course, you have to have a certain basic environment. For instance, you have to have energy, you have to have the water flowing, the roads must be clear, those things. But if you study the past and now, the effect of the economic environment, especially in terms of how much freedom it allowed them, had a lot to do with their ability to flourish and trade across boundaries. So absolutely, yes, given the you know, um, crop of entrepreneurs we have like Mabel, they are better educated, they are better resourced, they are more exposed, okay, than their forefathers were. So you ask me, why are they not getting to that level? It has to do a lot with the environment and just unleashing them. Do you, do you see the need for some deliberateness in our approach? Absolutely. Every country that has made it has been deliberate about helping entrepreneurs and the process of business creation, problem solving, and wealth creation. But it is, again, not so much as in what you give to them. As in as what in you allow them to do. Allow them to do. Hold it. Let me come back to Mabel and find out what they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we assume that we really know what they want to oh, do. Yeah, you I mean, have to so, when when you think, what is your motivation? When you think about, eh, 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 when you think about MSIMS, when you think about business, what do you want to do? <laughs> I want to excel, mm-hmm. excel and um, match up to you know my competitors. Not locally, but internationally, excel and you know. Is there any brand that you think about? Alone, is there, <laughs> is there an international brand that you are eyeing that you, you you consider this is where I want to be? Yes, I mean, um, when I look at the handbags I'm making and I look at the Gucci handbags, I look right. at the Louis Vuitton handbags, and I just ask myself, when am I going to get there? When you go to church, do you mention their names when you're praying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, waking up someday and um, you know, being called. Ghana's bag maker. You know, when we speak of handbags or in the world, you know, Ghana's name would be mentioned where people on the international platform would say that, okay, this bag was made in Ghana, where we'll be bold enough to put made in Ghana on our product. And, so, and, and not be an indication of inferiority. Exactly. Right. Because, you know, some people are making good products in Ghana, especially footwear, and they put made in Italy. Because they are scared that if they put made in Ghana, they won't drive sales. Wow. So we need to change that perception. And that's what I dream about. Changing the perception, changing the mindsets, not just in Ghana, but worldwide. Kufbento talked about being allowed. It's a very loaded statement. Do you yeah. sometimes feel that you are not allowed as an entrepreneur? by circumstances beyond you yes yes because i mean um i'll still come back to what i do i mean for someone in the creative field to have um gone to um yes the best high school in ghana wesley girls (laughs) 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 and then even you know um i did graphic design in kenya city and at the end of the day i come out and typically in the ghanaian terms you want to sew handbags you want to sew it doesn't quite make sense because of the perception we have about the creative arts. One, if you want to study um, either, you know, want to enter into the field of vocational or technical education, it's more or less like um, you had lower grades. So the mindset 
you know, about the people. So you go out and you're trying to sell your products to people and they see it as, let me say this in trade, in Cheng, you know, products, you know, they don't put some sort of brand to it. But once they know that, okay, so about entry, you need to build that credibility for you to sell your products. Right. So, but, but that's something you can change by your positioning. And already you are doing some of that. Let's talk about circumstances like, let's look at the Ghanaian context. I mean, uh, coming into today, I was listening to the news and to somebody who was talking about the fact that the formal sector is just not being able to employ people and it's getting tighter and tighter and and we need entrepreneurship. And I was laughing because he was just tailoring into um, our discussion for today. So let me mention a few things that are very symptomatic of the Ghanaian situation. And let's have an open discussion about whether they are enablers for business. So let's look at something like graduate unemployment. I mean, we know that there is a huge pool of people who come out to university and just simply don't have jobs. They have no clue what to do next. There is a, glo- a growing a growing middle class and people's taste and preferences. Whether we like it or not, there didn't used to be sparse and mm-hmm. some kinds of things that... Pizza, pizza. I mean, all over the place. So Ice there, is a, cream. there is a growing middle class with, yeah. with, with their tastes and their... I mean, you, look, you go to some of the malls that have been opened these days and you realize that everything you can find in, in, in any, any country in the world, you can find it here in Ghana. The influx of foreign goods, the discovery of oil, power challenges, currency fluctuations. Do you see business, Mabel, do you see business in all these circumstances? Yes, I know. Um, For me, um, I always say to myself that there's nothing like unemployment. Um, Nothing like unemployment because our mindset teaches us that when you get done with your university education you need to work in an office put on a tie sit in an air-conditioned office we are not taught to make business out of our talent everyone wants to work i mean being a white collar job so we need to change that perception one and i feel that a lot of us young people are not risk takers we we are not um we don't want to take the risk because we want to be comfortable at the end of the month we know how much is coming in you know, for me as a business person, at the end of the month, sometimes, although I have targets, I don't know how much I'm going to make because business might be good or bad, but it's a risk I put myself in. But a lot of people, young people, are not ready to do that. So they'll sit at home and say that there's no work. You need to look within yourself and ask yourself, what can you do that you're not going to get bored of and make a business out of it? We are not willing to start small and grow and even you know whilst growing in the first um, years or early years the little money that we make or if we are making profit instead of reinvesting it back into the business we spend it on ourselves lifestyle our lifestyle changes but if you look at um, foreigners who have made it in Ghana you'd realize that they are a part of the company Something which most Ghanaians are not able to do. The Lebanese, if he opens up a supermarket, will sit in the shop from morning till evening. The Ghanaian would come walk around in his suit, jacket, walk around, okay, I'm the boss, and leave. But to succeed, you need to be a part of the business. Right. So that's how come you look around a lot of these malls and 
majority are foreigners, not Ghanaians. Right. So you reduce the whole issue of graduate unemployment to lack of ability to take risks. Yeah. You've indicated that sometimes we are not unwilling to start small. And then we also do not put ourselves into the things that we do. We don't go into it fully committed. And our expenditure patterns also don't reflect what it should be as startups. We want to start at the top and drive the nice car, <laughs> even, even on your beginning. Kofi, I would like your reaction very quickly to these issues that she's raised. Yeah, she's right. Um, there are micro factors right. with the entrepreneur controls. And then there are what we call the macro or more or less the economic or general economic environment factors which the entrepreneur necessarily cannot control. You have to react to those. Okay, so for instance, if you borrowed 100,000 cities and it was worth $50,000 and with that you imported leather and you manufactured something and you priced it and you sold it and got 150,000 cities. Okay, if you went back to import that leather, you will not be able to import the same amount of leather. Right, that's a policy issue. That's mm -hmm. a macroeconomic right. issue. Right. Okay, if the roads are bad, if the power is not there, okay, if you can, you know, get from here to there, if the lights are off, you have to buy, you know, fuel and whatever it is, there are things you can't control. They will affect you all the way down to possibly killing you. Then there are the micro factors like she's talking about, your mindset and what you bring to the business. So within the same environment, some people, depending on how they manage their micro factors, is the person there in the business looking at it? Is he there speaking to the customers? Is he trying to understand what they need? Is he putting time in the business and investing in it? Not just money, okay, but passion and, you know, more than just the superficial stuff, which is what you can see with certain other people. You know, you mentioned the Lebanese and other people. And that clearly we have a problem with. Okay. Somebody mentioned that Ghanaians have a problem. He said blacks generally have a problem with what we call follow through. Mm. We can see the big picture. Execution. Execution. Right. And it's not just we can execute once. But the consistent. the consistent execution and excellence over time. Is it a cultural thing? I don't want to say so because there are people who've done it. But generally, I think we have that problem. I call it follow through. Right. You execute well now, continue to execute well for a long period. And we tend to lose concentration at a certain point. Those are micro factors that you can control. And frankly speaking, they make the difference between who succeeds and who doesn't succeed in a certain environment. But all that said and done, you can't fight all the time against the macro factors. If they don't get better, they would kill you or constrict your you know, development. Right. Would, would you say, as a, as a follow-up question, would you say that those macro factors that you speak about, their presence mean that you have to run faster to remain at, at the same place? Exactly. So if you needed to make 100% profit, because the currency has gone down, you need to make 200% profit to just stay at the same dollar level. Right. And like maybe you said, Mabel, I kept saying this. <laughs> there are simple things that you'll be amazed about in Ghana. Things that we import. Leather. The leather we don't have. Meanwhile, we have cattle. We have, you know, we have all kinds of things which constitute resources or factors spread about. We have not combined them. Okay, so it's very difficult for you to find those things here ready for you to work with. And you know, if Mabel Simpson wants leather, she can't go all the way back to rare cattle. 
you know, and take the hide and then turn it into leather. She needs leather. Somebody must have to produce the leather. And that inability means she has to import leather. And you'll be amazed at the things that we import. When people started doing tilapia joints and whatever, you'll be shocked. We couldn't produce tilapia in this country sufficient enough to feed them. We are importing tilapia from China. We are importing a confirm from Australia. A confirm. Guinea. Yes, Guinea fowl from Australia. Uh, you'll be amazed at things we import in this country. Indeed, Willie is even now being imported. So I'm simply saying that some of the things that you even think should be simple for somebody like, you know, maybe to just go grab the leather, work it, and do this and do that and do this, it can be difficult, okay? But you'll find people who still brave these odds, okay? And they absolutely ought to be supported. I tell a story every time about my experience when I was in... I was doing handicrafts with my friends, the cane makers. Mm. I was doing, I was using cane as my framing material. So I was very close to those who used to do rattan cane yeah. business. And this delegation was sponsored to travel to the U.S. and look for market for exporting their products. And they went straight to the big names, the Walmart and the, those who buy in bulk. Mm. And they sent some wonderful samples. As a custom, the creation of the samples the was thing, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they start, sat down the business meeting, within a, a few minutes, the first question, so if we want, if we have 20,000 shops and we want 40,000 pieces, 40,000 pieces, the guys just went quiet. <laughs> and the guys were pushing, they were like, the samples are great. For instance, 2B, they started mentioning the sample numbers. This is great. If you had 40,000 pieces, how often can you deliver it? What's the, what's the cycle time? The guys were quiet. And they were asking them, ah, are you not a cooperative? Can't you come together and do this? Thing? And the guys still couldn't talk. Yeah. And then they asked them a, a, a basic question. How many hectares of rattan <laughs> have you planted in your country? Yes. And then the guys went quiet. Apparently, the thing grows in the wild, wild. in the western yeah. region. We just go and cut it, put it on the train, yeah. and bring it. It's so, a problem everywhere. So we came back empty-handed, and yeah. that was a lesson in. in so it's not for the lack of opportunity. Right. It's the lack to combine the resources and factors to take advantage of that, and that is where entrepreneurs come in. An entrepreneur will see that problem, and by the way, it's not always that you have problem and chaos together. Mm. Problems can exist without chaos. We have a rice problem in Ghana, but it's not chaotic. We import all of it. It, it, it is chaotic. <laughs> it's not that chaotic. You want rice, you get rice. You know, but we have to import all of it. Right. Sometimes you have chaos too. That's another matter. We have right. a chaos, a chaotic problem with garbage, for instance. It's chaotic. Okay, so sometimes they are different. But an entrepreneur will find a way of bringing rattan from across West Africa. Right. Something that the rattan maker can't put together. Something that the buyer can't put together. But that is what the special skill of entrepreneurs bring. And in, 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 in one of my classes, what I say is that we have subsections or subgroups of the human race. One of the most important subgroups are innovators because innovators move society forward years at a time, leap in leaps and bounds. Right. Innovators are the most important subgroup of the human race and entrepreneurs are the most important subgroup of innovators. Because you can have somebody who does great innovations in the sciences. It would take an entrepreneur to create the business to bring it into society as a product. And it's one thing we must not lose sight of. Because somehow we call, sometimes we call entrepreneurs middlemen. And we've had a culture in this country over the past 30 years of demonizing middlemen as people who profiteer. All right. In every business, you find them. In, Ma in Mabel's business and even in the 
clothing business. There were people who were taking them and exporting them. The problem you had with the 20,000 or whatever, if there was an entrepreneur there, he would have solved it for you by giving you a certain section that you could produce and gotten the rest from elsewhere and everybody will be fine. And everybody would have been better. I, I like the note on which ended. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me come back to you. Do you find that people sometimes resent you because you are providing solutions and making money? Yes, I know. And um, funny enough, these are uh, the people who are close to you, family and friend. Because, um, you know, your friend would come to you, feel that, okay, they sat in the same class with you. So if they want a discount, you need to give them a discount. If you don't give them a discount, then you're their enemy. Family would want for free, but you are building, forgetting that you are building a business. Right. You need to make profit and reinvest into the business. And they won't understand, but to be a successful business person, you need to be tough. You need to have a tough skin and don't mind that people are going to resent you. You need to have a tough skin. Those who understand will still stick close. Those who don't will leave. And that's the only way you can succeed. Those who understand will stay close. Those who don't will leave. And there's another word for tough skin. I won't use it on this show. <laughs> when I come back from this break, I'm going to find out who are your favorite entrepreneurs and how we can raise more of such entrepreneurs in Ghana. I'm also going to be telling you about why, even as an entrepreneur, you need to learn public speaking as a skill to enable you to communicate with your various stakeholders and to present to your clients and the public as a whole. This is Springboard, your virtual university. If you just joined in, this was a semi-chaotic discussion between myself and Kofi Bento, who's a policy analyst, also a, a business consultant and a legal practitioner, and Mabel Simpson, the CEO of MSIMS, and a burden entrepreneur in the fashion industry. We're trying to distill, have a general overview of entrepreneurship as the first in our series on entrepreneurship and business. Believe me, this will run for weeks on end, and we'll just break this subject down, try and understand Next, you could be going into ideas, where to find them, how to find them, and what to do when you get an idea. That painful experience where you get an idea and you don't do it and somebody else gets on the front page of graphic and you are so angry because you got the idea a year ago and you did nothing. We'll talk about all that next week. But today we are talking about entrepreneurship as a whole. When we come back, who is your favorite entrepreneur and why? This is Springboard, your virtual university. I'm going to play you a song, Lift Up Your Eyes by Lionel Peterson. Mabel, you want to make a dedication? Um, I like the smile on your face. <laughs> to everyone who has um, bought an MSIMS item before or is about to buy an MSIMS product. Past, present, and future clients. Copy any dedication. My boss. Yeah. Anti CC. Anti CC. Enjoy this one. When we come back, let's talk about your favorite entrepreneurs, Fleas and Gory.
Tarek Kuban KTM. Now check this out. I'm going to get money out without a car. Gosh, how did you do that? Don't you know that now you can withdraw cash from either MTN Mobile Money or Airtel Money at any Ecobank ATM and you don't even need an ATM card? Wow, that's great. And Ecobank has over 200 ATMs across Ghana. It's so convenient. Plus, it's super easy and totally secure. Withdraw cash at any Ecobank ATM from your MTN Mobile Money and Airtel Money wallets. For more information, just call free on short code 3225 from Airtel, MTN and Vodafone lines or 0302 13999 at normal charges. Terms and conditions apply. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. By kind courtesy, the Springboard Foundation and Omega Capital, get ready to count your first million. Join the Springboard Investment Club, managed by Omega Capital. By investing at least 10 Ghana CDs every month or 120 CDs a year and watch your money grow to the millions in the long term. The Springboard Investment Club will groom you into how to invest, where to invest, how to identify investment opportunities and a lot more with access to a personal investment advisor. Omega Capital also offers top-range investment services including fixed income investment, private equity, real estate, mutual funds, pension fund management, and a lot more. Call plus 233-302-734744 or 0246-390612. Visit www.omegacapital.com.gh or email info at omegacapital.com.gh. The Springboard Investment Club, the road to your first million. 11 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock, and this is the Entrepreneurship and Business Series on Springboard, your virtual university. My guests, Kofi Bentel and Mabel Simpson. Before we come back into the discussion, let me remind you, if you are a business leader, if you are a pastor, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a professional, if you are a public figure, if you are somebody who makes presentations to clients and you want to speak as speak like a pro you want to develop your public speaking skills this is what i call the final boarding call for this friday and this saturday we have designed it for you to be able to attend outside office hours because it's friday 4 p.m till 8 p.m and then saturday the whole day 9 a.m till 4 p.m the venue is the knowledge center east legon just behind the grand Menswick hotel and on the way to Natsford University, that's the Knowledge Center. The rate is 950 Ghana cities. The number to call to book your slot is 024-9999555 or 0544-315164 or 315165. These numbers are available. Just check out our Facebook pages to get these numbers and call so you, be, you can be given more information. But it would help you develop as a person and it would help you also develop your career. Very important. Public speaking is probably the number one skill that everyone will need no matter where you find yourself. Whether you are a policy analyst, a lawyer, a, an entrepreneur, a coach, or um a business leader in any field. So our discussion is just an, a general overview of entrepreneurship. And before I left off, I promised to find out who their favorite entrepreneurs were. So, Mabel, let me let me start with you. Who 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 do you look at and you're like, yeah, you're the real deal. Let, let's <laughs> let's talk about. I don't know whether it's local or international, but who who are your favorite entrepreneurs that you look up to? Um, three people: Mr. Albert Osai of Coco King. Right. And for me, I, I feel that he identified a problem and then solved it. And with a growing middle class, you know, people are always looking for food, good food, especially 
doing um, the peak hours in the mornings and all that I see is a cocoa cellar sitting somewhere and you know in a rubber and you won't you won't have people go and buy that and he solved that problem for us right. and he's done well with it and it's well packaged right and he's doing more now he's moved from just breakfast and um, he's doing lunch and then right. other things as well who else makes your cut Tony said you know, of horseman shoes people right. think that because he's a personal friend but that's not it um, shoes go with bags so he, he makes a shoe he makes a bag so, so well, I'm sure when, when I was when I was telling you you say you say maybe I'm his favorite entrepreneur then you get the shoes you get the bags and you're in business I love this one um, not, not really for me Tonya um, okay. is a mentor and he motivates me as well I mean I've, I've had people who have seen his shoes and they go like where he's made in Ghana and for me that's excellent you know making shoes that Meet international. I was in the mentoring, the mentoring group of the first JFM um, business mentoring series, and he was one of the products of that that, that project. Yes. So I was in the second I, series, and I met you. Right, but I don't think you remember. right, <laughs> right. And, yeah. and who's the who's the? Um, the third okay. person is Irabna Jiman of Where Ghana. Right. For me, Irabna, I met Irabna about five years ago when she was still working in the bank. And um, it was at my first solo exhibition. And she said to me, she came up to me and told me how she loved fashion and one day would wish to be in that in the industry. And down the line, she, she launched her um, Where Ghana um, brand where they make clothing and I see the passion and the hard work that she puts in and I say that okay I wish people who had this talent who were this passionate about whatever or their about their dreams you know would wake up and do it so just do it Albert Tonya and Rabna yes Kofi who makes your cut top three mm. top three or yeah, they have to be local it could be local I mean, people, <laughs> that, people that you admire and, 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 and for any I'm reason I'm not sure who to pick but I'm locally their number and I take them from politics from society social engineering from wherever but let's stick to business um, Patrick welcomes you know very highly right because of the complexity of what is done and he's right. in the class of people like uh, Dr. Frimpon Boateng Professor right. Frimpon Boateng right. let me explain why they move from theory to practice right. they see a complex problem they solve it they solve it in a way okay that retains the excellence which is not normal within their environment okay in the case of someone like Professor Frimpon Boateng he was able to bring his theory and practice together and get that excellence within the public system Okay, I mean, the kind of odds that you come up against to, you know, do a thing like that, you know, are absolutely daunting. But they managed to pull it off. So they are really up there. Um, I very much respect people like uh, Mr. Moabing of UT Bank because they are people who build from the ground up and make no excuses. And, you know, in all the theory, when you put it against these people, you see that it works. He sees a problem. He sees chaos. But he sees opportunity. He sits down, figures it out, and knocks it down. And he's built a solution that fits the environment all the way to the top. And I wish him very well. Um, the Darkons of Mechanical Lloyd are also people that I have had in my list for a long time, simply for one reason. Succession? Succession. Right. You build it, and you root it well, and pass it on to the next generation, which handles it well. Okay, so you, you can say a lot, but these are people who in my entrepreneurship classes I've mentioned and a few of them I've brought into the class to, you know, speak. Yeah. Elsewhere, you can speak about the Henry Ford's of this world. Why? Right. Because Henry Ford is the 
quintessential original thinker. He invented the assembly process. He says, look, this is how I'm going to make this work and make cars that ordinary people can buy. And he does it. Right. Nobody has done it before. He does it. It works. He sticks with it. People like Steve Jobs, they move the whole world forward 30 years at a time. Mm. Okay. I mean, now we all have touchscreen phones. Okay. They were somebody's experiment in a university somewhere. He moved it and brought it on. What he did with the Apple computer in the beginning, moved the whole world 30 years ahead. He comes back and moves us all again 30 years ahead. He dies and his work grows even stronger in, in death. <laughs> you know, in so there's a lot, but these Let's are some close of this with a minute for each of you to tell me how can we raise more Albert Osses, more Mabel Simpsons, more Harry Fords, more Kofia Mwabings. How do we get more of these people? Is it education? Is, is it the macroeconomic what in your opinion can we do to raise more entrepreneurs like you and even more Mibo, let's start with you um i think number one for me is that um vocational and technical education needs to be encouraged and um when i say encourage it's just not about with students but then parents teachers and the students as well need to be um, educated about the importance and the benefit of vocational and technical education and also um government or the system must be enabling you know cost of production needs to come down um it puts a lot of people off because we we are not we are not able to compete on the african or european market because of our cost of production and once these are solved I, i'm sure that a lot of a lot more people will be willing to be entrepreneurs because the risk will be less thank you very much mabel simpson will take us home one minute. What can we do to get education? But I'm not talking about just school. We need to build in our young people the confidence and problem solving skills. What I call original thinking. All right. If you see something, have the belief in yourself that you can think your way out of it. In that process, Mabel has talked about you know vocational skills and all those things. They are crucial. Working with your heart, your hands, and your head to bring something to being that solves a problem. And then again, as a country, we must learn to get out of their way. The average small business in this country will be hounded down, not just by the economic system, but by registrations, by rates, by people who are asking you to pay this and that tax and this and that ticket. And if you step wrong, they'll shut you down. I think every startup business must get five years free moratorium where they don't have to pay any tax or anything or deal with any you know system that will break them down and we must try and fix the macroeconomic system nobody can avoid that i just have a minute so i can't go so much into them but let's build confidence in our young people let us get out of their way let us give them space to grow instead of killing them and let's fix the macroeconomic system let's give them space to grow and let's fix the system let me just sum up the 10 lessons i've learned tonight from my two wonderful guests coffee bentle policy analyst legal practitioner and business consultant and mabel simpson the ceo of msims button entrepreneur in the fashion industry creating stuff out of local raw materials and these are the 10 lessons i've learned from them the first thing is an entrepreneur out of 
chaos and problems sees opportunity and uses resources to create solutions. Number two, I've learned about the general propensity towards a lack of execution and follow through. The third thing I found out is that there are macro and micro challenges. The macro include things like currency devaluation, lack of roads, and so on. These are things that are beyond the individual entrepreneur. And then there can also be personal things that an entrepreneur can do that or, or not do that can enable or stand as a hindrance to the business. The fourth thing I've learned about our, about our cultural impediments, perceptions about business, perceptions that these things are unquenching and below the graduates, the perception that you must start with a tie and have a big car. And these are cultural impediments to entrepreneurship. I've learned the fifth thing about graduate unemployment and Mabel reduces to the lack of risk and unwillingness to start small and then expenditure patterns. The sixth thing we spoke about was risk-taking the aversion of people towards taking of risk and it was highlighted as a major issue that entrepreneurs are willing to do and go back home not being sure of a salary and that is something that you need to learn if you want to be an entrepreneur the seventh thing we found out is that entrepreneurs who stand out are those who build from the ground all the way up and solve major problems the eighth thing we learned is that succession planning is key the ninth lesson is that we must reorient ourselves through vocational and technical education and then also mentoring problems that orient people towards problem solving skills and the confidence to take problems on and solve them the final thing we learned tonight is that our cost of production must come down by the creation of an enabling environment and we should get out of the way of the entrepreneurs and allow them and not use registration bribes and systems to frustrate them if possible create a five-year moratorium where they, they pay nothing Mabel, just smile at that five-year moratorium so thank you very much Mabel simpson thank you very much Kofi Bento. we'll do this again next week and we'll talk about ideas you don't want to miss that one this has been springboard your virtual university brought to you by legacy and legacy enjoy 99.7 fm and proudly sponsored by echo bank the pan-african bank and omega capital so we come next week your way again next week keep the faith and keep climbing. My name is Reverend Albert Okran, and on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, Comfort, Matthew Amos, and Insura, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, Always remember, you are blessed indeed. No more searching, searching.